0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 121 of the Metabolus 2 podcast, which features myself, Ben,
1: and David. And today we are going to be talking about the second Ace and Sylvester McCoy Doctor Big Finish release, the Genocide Machine.
0: Ooh, that sounds like a very evil machine. It does. It yeah. does indeed. It sounds like the kind of machine you want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um. As much as possible.
1: So this is the uh, seventh release in the Big Finish main range, and it was released in April 2000. So we're about 19 years here since that came out.
0: Yeah, quite some while. And it features some returning enemies, does it not?
1: It is. It's the first appearance of the Daleks in Big Finish.
0: Yeah. Um, I read again in my very ever-helpful Big Finish (laughs) guide um, that they thought they weren't going to be able to get the Daleks, that, you know, that the... Uh, The Terry Nation estate, I don't know, Beryl Virtue, whoever, um, was going to be... It's going to be hard work, um, but actually it turned out just fine. Hmm. I mean, they they could be just saying that, to be honest, but it appeared that it was not as hard as they thought it was going to be to get the Daleks, and uh, they got the Daleks, and they could do as many Daleks as they wanted. I believe the estate wanted to have final say over the visuals, but not necessarily the script, so... um, Hmm. Yeah, all
1: was well. Easy peasy, I guess.
0: Yeah, because I think this, the, the nation state had been um, notoriously tetchy, I think is a good word, over the years. I remember there being a lot of nervousness about whether the new series was going to be able to use the Daleks or not at the time. Obviously, that's a few years into the future. I think right. the the, uh, the toclophane were created just in case uh, the Daleks weren't available, I, right. I, I seem to remember.
1: Yeah, and they were, I think, uh, going to be in instead of Dalek. But then they get the Daleks, so they have Dalek.
0: Exactly. There was going to be Doctor Who toclophane mm-hmm. rather than Doctor Who Dalek. I think it was much better with a Dalek than a toclophane.
1: Yes, I agree. And I think with the Terry Nation estate, I mean, it's a symbiotic relationship. It'd be stupid not to license uh, the Daleks for Doctor Who because the Daleks really are nothing without Doctor Who.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in some ways they were, like, concerned that the Daleks were treated well, but, yeah, I mean, I th- you know, that they weren't made fools of, um, mm-hmm. as they had been on various commercials, and also by Spike Milligan with the infamous pakistani dalek all oh, right yes um which you can run to the youtubes if you want to be deeply offended by spike milligan's humor <laughs> i think by then it was clear there wasn't going to be like a standalone dalek tv show like terry notion had been yeah. hoping in the united states you know mm-hmm. well he didn't even sneak him into blake seven either so i think oh. it I, but that was the plan though originally wasn't yeah it, it was was for that the would have been things. so oh i yeah i yeah i because that that fight um, uh, Star One episode of uh, Blake mm-hmm. Seven, I remember that very clearly. Mm. When the galactic alien fleet approaches, that would have been that would have blown my mind if that had been the Daleks, <laughs> but it was just some blobs, so it was fine. Do you think it would have worked? Um, I think it would have been challenging, but I think I think the well certainly the production team would have been up, would have been up. Yeah. to the challenge. Yeah. Um, I I think the writers would have had to be... I think you would have had to have perhaps more of a postmodern uh, kind of fan-ish sensibility in terms of writing to make mm-hmm. it work than was available to Blake Seven at the time. Yeah, That, I, that is my opinion.
1: I think you would have seen certainly Serviland not take as prominent the role if it would have just been Terry Nation's... Yeah. Dalek force uh, fighting the Daleks, or yeah, I mean, like I guess
0: that. it could. I mean, they, you know, they needn't have been like you know in every episode. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, I mean, a part of that, as far as I remember, I'm not seen Blake Seven for years. That part of the the point of that Star One episode was bring a common enemy, um, so that the Seven, as mm-hmm. was, and the Federation had someone to fight against together. Yeah. So you know, they could have been even more united against the uh, against the evil of the Daleks. Daleks conquer and destroy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but that didn't happen, and now we have them back here in the genocide machine, being all uh, genocide-y.
1: Yeah, and this uh, this story written by Mike Tucker, the um, model maker of quite renowned on Doctor Who and other other serials. But this uh, uh, this story, I think, probably appealed to the Terry Nation estate because I think Mike Tucker is really trying to do a pastiche of a Terry Nation story in this.
0: Well, again, reading my reading my Big Finish book. That is exactly what they were trying to do. They were very aware that um, the Daleks were coming back for the first time. And Nick Briggs, especially, was keen not only to whip out his um, ring modulator, as usual, <laughs> but to kind of bring... Everyone's always about bringing the Daleks back to their kind of originalness, whatever that was. So they've got to right. be devious, calculating, scheming. There's got to be an emperor, etc., um, mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. I think it was very much the brief was to... That's, Let's get the Daleks back to their roots, and, and I think essentially what people mean by that is no Davros, right? So we're we're talking we're talking evil of the Daleks era Daleks mm-hmm. basically.
1: So David Whittaker with the scheming, plotting Daleks meet uh, Terry Nation with the uh, Jungle uh, Daleks, Jungle Daleks, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jungle Daleks, and people call Tarrant Daleks. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: yeah, we have Bev Tarrant who is the. Yeah. Uh, protagonist in in this story
0: and apparently she wasn't originally going to be female and then uh, they suddenly noticed that the only person who wasn't male in the story was um was ace so they quickly made bev tarrant female
1: hmm so they were falling into the trap of the hinchcliffe holmes era i guess
0: (laughs) well i can't think the other thing actually i read is that there was a plan to have bev tarrant be um bernie summerfield
1: I could sense that because I have in my notes here, was she supposed to be Bernie yeah. Summerfield in the story? Because She's like a
0: space archaeologist, exactly. And
1: it just didn't work with the character Bev Tarrant at the, at the end because she was supposed to be this hardened Tomb Raider yeah. uh, at the beginning. And then Rapel kind of morphed into her partner in more ways than one. And it right. there was not that chemistry or even no. hint of it in the first
0: episode. Were we still all obsessed with Tomb Raider in 2000? I can't really remember. There was a period when the entire planet appeared to be obsessed with Tomb Raider.
1: Yeah, this is exactly when Tomb Raider came out. Because Tomb Raider came out in 2001. Or it was published in 1996. And uh, Right. So it was like... Uh, so this uh, is peak Tomb Raider. This is peak Tomb Raider. Because uh, Tomb Raider came out in 96. These scripts were probably being written
0: in 99. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so she's basically Tomb Raider then. She's Lady Lara... The Honorable Lara Croft.
1: And a little bit of Star Wars, where we have the droid T-14 or T-14. And yeah. Tika really seemed like kind of a Wookiee-type character. Yeah.
0: A... <laughs> well, they actually, again, they say in the big Benjamin Cook book, yes, it's basically a Wookiee. Yeah. And then, of course, I mean, it's a jungle. It's a jungle. It's a jungle <laughs> like, you know, like Terry Nation loves his jungles. You know, it's yep. like Spiridon and um, Kemble and... Actually, you know, one of the things it was really reminding me of there was you know it was it's very Dalek annually as well, mm. um which I think is a particular love of uh, Nicholas Briggs, certainly is the uh, the Dalek annuals as evidenced by the recent release of tales from the Dalek annuals
1: yeah, 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 only the name isn't Terry nation, it would be Jungolos or something like that <laughs> <laughs> it would
0: be or, or 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 aqua or the the aqua or aqua. Acrenia or something, because, <laughs> spoiler alert, the aliens are all made of water. Um, yeah.
1: And yeah. so it's Car Karsherat,
0: car or... which is, yeah, that's 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 Briggsian, I think, really, mm-hmm. more than anything yeah. else. Or Briggsian. Star Wars-ian. Yeah, Takarian. Yeah, and it is. It is. What's the moon that they have in Star Wars? That's all jungly. Can't remember Endor. the moon, moon of Endor. Oh, Endor. Yeah, the Witch okay. of Endor. Um, and there's the a ziggurat in that as well, isn't mm-hmm. there? Where all the little spaceships live. Yeah. So. Oh, that.
1: Oh, that. Yeah. 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 That's the moon of Yavin. The moon of
0: Yavin. Yeah, the fourth moon of Yavin. What's Endor from Star Wars? Right. What's Endor's en- where the Ewoks? Oh, work. those little teddy bear things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Little Wookies. Why is it always moons in Star Wars? Why can't they be on planets like normal sci <laughs> Well, Tatooine's a planet. So That's it's true. it's a mix. They mix it up in Star Wars. Yeah, it should be cool. It should be called uh, Sand Sandius or something <laughs> instead of if Tatooine. Terry
1: Nation. Yeah, if Terry Nation yeah.
0: was writing it. It yeah. would have been Aridius, Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> the sand planet. Um yeah, so um Genocide uh, Genocide machine So, genocide, that, so yes. we should talk it. Where are we Yeah we should The, the
1: name on. is the Genocide Machine is is a twist It was a, it, the original I think working
0: title for this was The Wetworks and ah, the wet is, the wetworks wow.
1: is the Genocide
0: Machine And I have an entire list of the original working titles Wait a second <laughs> I, that's, this is so good Okay so the original Turtles titles the original working titles were The Intelligence Phase the okay. intelligence gambit. No. The Wetworks Gambit. No. The Wetworks experiment. Yeah. The Wetworks operation or the <laughs> genocide machine. I would have just called it the Wetworks, I think. Russell Thingy, um or Thingy Russell, um wanted to call it Wetworks, like like it's some kind of, you know, nineteen eighties. Um, steam, a uh, cyberpunk. Oh, book. Um
1: B- Gary Russell, the producer. Gary Russell, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um,
0: and then also another title was the Pyramids. Sorry, the Phantoms of Karsherat Yeah, that would have worked too. I think Genocide Machine is good because you know, obviously, people think, "Oh, yeah, the Daleks. They're like, they're a bit like machines, and they're keen mm-hmm. on genocide." It must be about them, but ah, it's not about them. It's about something else. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a. Uh... Hmm. Colony in space, doomsday weapon type twist. I think maybe no. Yeah. Well, nah, is well it maybe, not, maybe not really.
0: Yeah, mm. Mm. yeah I mean, the, mm. I mean, we we didn't really like this story, did we? Let's come clean. No, I mean
1: that's why we're. I think we're having we're trouble.
0: Having, <laughs> having a little trouble with it. <laughs> um, so
1: it's... the dialogue in it is quite stilted. We have a mopey, moaning, whinging ace in this story, and it doesn't quite fit i think
0: she does whinge a lot and then she also turns it there's also a dalek replicant ace as well oh my god that's which is horribly not, acted <laughs> yeah which is like sophie come on like what the hell the replica overstated its useful oh god she was like oh it's like really and uh, but again which taking us back to the chase you know we're again we're trying to right. get the daleks back mm-hmm. to their original sneakiness but and i it's not really clear i mean i know why there's a replica Ace, but Right. You know, and that's part of their sneaky plan. Uh, I don't know. I just it's Sophie doing a funny voice, you know, and not really doing. She's pretending to be a Dalek and she's right. not very good at it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, she's much better all. being Ace basically. Right. And yeah. I think
1: I think you could have gotten away with the replicant just to get in and turn off the uh time shift screens or the time dams or whatever time filters. Time, time fields. Yeah. Time shields. Te- temporal
0: barriers or that Those time old field. Tempor- which hide the library. and I thought that was a good piece. the mm-hmm. library's hidden yeah. in uh, through like a you know a time well time barrier, yeah, you know, which is a nice little trick. Um, they didn't really make much of that though. I was hoping that they'd make more of the time shift thing, cause, mm. and the, the Daleks' time traveling abilities right. might come in because, as we know, Daleks do have the ability to sort of travel in time when it's necessary for them to do so,
1: which. Which made it really weird that only time sensitives could see the entrance. When our, I guess Daleks are not time sensitive, then.
0: Well, I mean, they do become super. I mean, isn't there a whole like special Dalek that arrives later in modern day big finish that's all time sensitive and stuff? I think there is. Hmm. Um, anyway, new series Daleks definitely have that have that ability. But yeah. yes, that seems like a wasted opportunity, really, to mm-hmm. me. And I think this may be Briggsian, or it could also be Tuckerian as well. There's a, there's sort of a, a humor, there's a, a trying-to-be-funny thing that r- mm. r- runs through it, which doesn't really work that well.
1: The the humor around cataloger Prink just yes, failed. Kind of fails. fails completely. Because
0: yeah. the whole thing is like, oh, he's so chatty, when in fact, he doesn't say anything. Until the very um, very end. To the very end, um, when he's played by Nicholas Briggs at the very end. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, that falls completely flat, basically. I'm sorry, it just didn't appear to be funny at all. It was it annoying. Be... It was just... It was, I was going to say, it was both stupid and annoying.
1: Yeah, it really was off-putting That between, okay, we get the joke that Elgin is the chatty chatty librarian, stereotypical, uh, only cares about his books, and then Prink is the silent cataloger who Elgin does all the talking for but it just was was it big finish trying to save money on casting someone was it a, the Tucker's script
0: because so, it's nicholas briggs played the guy so i mean he's not he's paying himself at this point right. so um yeah and it, and again the elgin character um played by bruce montague mm-hmm. seemed to kind of you know again a kind of douglas adams style kind of, you know, Slotty Bart fast. Um, that's the character, right? Really? You, know, mm-hmm. you know, a sort of like old, boring man character who's obsessed with something which, you know, should be funny, but isn't really that yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Oh. Mm-hmm. Tucker had
1: to establish the relationship between Tarrant and Rapel at the beginning to to build on that relationship for the phantoms inhabiting his body and how yeah. how messed up that made her. It wasn't there at all. She was treating Rapel as a subordinate. Bev Tarrant was um, fully in command, and there was no hint of romance or anything in that first, first bit. And then the characters are killed way too quickly to even form any kind of attachment on them. Yeah,
0: you're like, bam, they're gone. And right. it's like, oh, okay, I guess they're gone now, and mm-hmm. it's just Bev left, so yeah...
1: I mean, they were likable enough. I think you could have done something with them. I'm yeah. not sure I would have gone full Star Wars with it. But it, it is a, a Star Wars quintet in the middle of a Terry Nation uh, jungle Dalek adventure.
0: Which, yeah, could have been kind of interesting. But, yeah, they went too quickly. And I, I Actually, I think the reason why I was bringing up Bruce Montague and the chief librarian Elgin was, like, I didn't fully understand how the library worked
1: my understanding was that the Karsharats, uh, the, the water inhabitants, uh, yes. were being mind wiped and being used to store all the data.
0: Yeah, but so, so why was Librarian Engin obsessed with like the physical books? Like the doctor was bringing back some books that he'd taken out, he checked out years ago, and was bringing back. So there's a physical library yeah. filled with actual books. So then, what is the wet works thing?
1: That's like uh, uh, Internet Archiver. So are they are the, they
0: scanning all the books and putting them in this wet works thing, or have they done that already?
1: That would be what they seem to be doing. That they had already done that. So it's, an o- so
0: it's an ongoing process. So they mm-hmm. they've got a whole bunch of books that, for some reason, these Kasheratians, even though they're made of water, not an ideal place to have a library. I will have to say, <laughs> um, a jungly water planet. I mean, I'm married to a librarian. You are also married to a librarian. Yes, I so am. We know that's it's not it's not the best environment. Water for books.
1: isn't very friendly for books at all. No, um,
0: <laughs> so so it's an ongoing. There are it's an ongoing. I so I kind of got the impression that it had already been done. I like, you know this yeah. wet works thing was so awesome that mm-hmm. you know once the Daleks had like blah 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 it it uh, would be a, like an amazing weapon or something. So then why is he so obsessed with the physical books then? Stereotype, and I'm not I'm not I'm not asking you to say why. I'm just mm-hmm. saying like that didn't make sense. To no, me. I yes, think it's it was, a stereotype. It was, stereotype stereotypical uh funny librarian character who then has to become super evil at the end right um and that really didn't work either i felt well
1: the doctor was all down on Elgin for committing genocide of the karsherats people or the well, the wetworks people i don't the know what we called karsherat blobs karsheratians right. the the karsheratians the raindrops but then he lets, I mean, he was all do not yeah, talk to me. And then it's sort of like, very well, salty. and then it's sort of like, well, what are you going to do now? Uh, now that your work is destroyed and you were a horrible person and stuff, it was very unsatisfying. It seemed like either. Elgin was t- totally ignorant, and Tucker was trying to have that be that way—that he was totally oblivious that this was happening and it was all Prink's fault or the right. technical boffins, which was repeated numerous times. Which does anyone anyone say that? Is that that seemed like something the Brigadier would say, and only once in a script in the mid early mid seventies, and. Not repeated quite a bit.
0: I think people do say "boffins." Actually, again, I read in my I read in my um, my new audio adventures, of the inside story book by Benjamin <laughs> Cook, um, that that was kind of an inside joke about the restoration team.
1: Hmm. Well, it was annoying to me. I did not <laughs> like that. I didn't like the humor in this. I think it was. It's this is not. A well executed Dalek story. It had a lot of potential, but it did not work well for me at all. It did just it did not fit together. The writing was painfully bad in many places. The plotting was off. The humor missed its mark. I think it was more inside jokes, like you said, than anything else.
0: Right, right. Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm I tend to agree with you. I'm afraid, and I think the regulars didn't really. You know, the script wasn't good enough for them to they couldn't really uh, bring something out of this script it was right. it was not the best script one of the lines that tucker has
1: ace sing is ha you're guessing daleks and who says that that's just not ha it's just you're not guessing good. daleks yeah right exactly like that or or the line when ace is talking to uh bev well they're obviously doing a good job, then, aren't they? And, this, and she's saying why why Bev can't see uh, the invisible library now, but then she follows it up with, "Now, do you want to get somewhere dry and air conditioning or not?" That just it just doesn't scintillating dialogue. This isn't when you compare it to what we had uh, yeah. in a previous story with Blooms, the Fearmonger. This. This is pedestrian, and this is uh, this is amateurist um, dialogue. This is bad.
0: Yeah. Again, I'll give a few moderately mitigating circumstances. I think the first of which is apparently the uh, the Daleks' dialogue was recorded separately okay. from the uh, let's call them humans. The humans' dialogue. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, certainly, Briggs is on record here saying that. Um, he thinks that was a mistake that you know mm-hmm. that they weren't they didn't really have anyone to react to w- w- right. with their dialogue, which I think can be a challenge for actors.
1: Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they have fed him the lines in a Dalek voice or? Anything? Well, they fed
0: him the lines, um, but then the Daleks themselves were recorded post production. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's there's maybe that that's difficult. Um, I think also again it, it says here that Briggs had a lot of trouble doing all the um, here we go. I'll, I'll, this doesn't make any sense to me. It Might make sense to you. To make matters worse. Mm-hmm. Briggs's Korg D eight broke down completely and Big Finish had to buy him a Mac with Pro Tools.
1: Mm, okay. Much
0: of Genocide's Machine sound design and this little music was Briggs experimenting with his new toy.
1: Hmm. Well the sound design I think was good. Oh, okay, and all so right. So he he moved from a physical probably multi-track recording device or editing device to a computerized based uh editing yeah. device and yeah. I think that worked fine um, his Dalek supreme voice I think was excellent the Dalek voices themselves were good I mean the Daleks They're were always well executed Briggs is
0: yeah Briggs is the gold standard obviously for, for Dalek voices and it's yeah, well, yeah they even, were, they were even the
1: ones that, with Alistair Locke because it was both um, Briggs and Locke doing Dalek voices to get uh, a, a difference between the two and the Daleks are well well executed the Daleks are the most plausible believable thing in the story
0: um, also, I think you'll find that in the first couple of episodes, Gary Russell is doing a Dalek voice as well. Really? It says here, yes.
1: Oh. So, the Daleks are very well executed in this, and I think that's a, a saving grace in this. The Karsharat Phantoms and the whole jungle water and the rain, I think, is well done too. Where it falls down is the script that the regulars are given and the guest cast are given. It's just is not well written. And... Then you're trying to sell, like I said earlier, that relationship between Bev Tarrant and Rappel and uh, how horrific it might be for her to see the corpse being, ha- or of her uh, partner being inhabited by uh, these phantoms. It just is awkwardly written. And I have another little bit of dialogue that's just as painfully bad. It's where they were apologizing or the phantoms are... Apologizing, saying we are not repel We merely inhabit his form. We apologize if this is distressing for you. It's just weird. Yeah, I think Tucker changed his mind on who repel and the relationship between repel and Tarrant was, and tried to retrofit it on, and it didn't. It doesn't, doesn't really work. work.
0: No, I mean, to, I mean, to mm-hmm. give it, let's 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 um, let's try and give it its due a little bit. I mean, I think it is, it fits because this was part of a loosely connected um series this is the first there was um dalek empire Well, there's the whole dalek empire mini series which is kind of just daleks Mm -hmm. like fighting um humans and other galactic people um and then there's the Mm -hmm. uh, mutant phase and the apocalypse element i believe um are the so i think apocalypse element is um uh, doctor is uh is uh colin baker and mutant phase is uh is peter Davison. um so this was supposed to be an interlinking kind of like the daleks are back thing mm-hmm. so it is the first of a you know it's sort of a trilogy that leads into like a major mini series so that's right. there's a the thing there um it does feel like terry nation It has a terry nation feel to it and that's that's not saying it's good. It just says it feels auth it feels authentically nationy. Authentic, um, yes. you know, it's kind of not very work, well worked out. The characters are kind of sketchy. There's a jungle, Daleks are mm-hmm. in it. Um, there's, there's a Tarrant. So I mean, that that works quite nice. So it feels authentic, um, but unfortunately, right. its authenticity is that of not being very good, yeah, rather than being awesome. And I think um, I'm complimenting, I'm damning it with faint praise, basically. I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the authenticity is uh, what you would want if you're reestablishing the Daleks, and Big Finish did do the Daleks justice for for the most part. I I think there's a bit uh, a bit of a misstep by trying to appeal to that certain segment of fandom that really loved the special weapons Dalek in. Uh, remembrance. Yeah, because
0: special weapons Dalek really isn't a character, it's just a thing. You know, so, yeah, it's kind of right. pointless to be honest, in my opinion.
1: And then having Ace remark, oh, it must be a special weapons type, and just that the the Daleks were obsessed about capturing the Doctor's companion. That didn't seem very authentic to me, why they would care, or why they would call the Doctor's friends or uh,
0: assistants companions. Right. Yes, that's a good point.
1: There's a lot of good ideas, and that's uh, uh, that. I think that's commendable. But then the pieces and the execution failed, In putting together i think mccoy was very good with the material that he had to had to work with but then by not having him uh do some kind of resolution with elgin or forcing elgin to undo his damage that he's doing or work with karsheratans to to undo the damage or anything like that uh, there's there's no punishment and it's kind of left with the unsatisfying conclusion where we have the planet of evil where uh, the professor just after basically causing many people to die in his entire team uh just kind of gets off with a a, A slap wrist a a slapped wrist and it's it's uh it doesn't work very well for me
0: no and I'd, i'd agree and i think you know elgin is this kind of bumbling Douglas Adams style academic, you know, for kind of three episodes. And then all of a sudden he's like, wow, he's the most evil person who's ever lived, according to the doctor. Mm-hmm. McCoy does his kind of shouty, you're evil thing.
1: Well, yeah, he calls him like obscene crimes and the wetworks is little more than a gulag and you're committing genocide. And the, and then it's sort of like, well, you were a naughty boy. Don't do it
0: again. I mean, at the very least, we could have done a Waters of Mars thing, you know, and the 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 Karsheratians could have like piled on Elgin and drowned him. That would have been cool, but that didn't happen. Obviously, um, yeah, because again, we built up this library to be something important, so we kind of can't kill the librarian. Yeah, it's just it's it's not. It, we can't kill the librarian because he's the you know the librarian of this amazing library. So, um, and he just kind of says, "I'm sorry." Yeah, a bad I should yeah. have known better. I should have tried to talk to him. Yeah, there should have been another way. You know, whatever. Yeah, fine. Okay, bye. Um, yeah, not good. Not yeah. good. It needs to be we we demand punishment. <laughs> we well, don't demand people to be forgiven. We demand them to be punished.
1: Well, it's, it's a little it, this too is much melodrama.
0: For a well, this, is, <laughs> people, this should be just dessert. No, I'm not joking. This should be just dessert. This is melodrama. You know, that's what that's what the audience demands in this in this situation.
1: I thought the weak point of uh, Planet of Evil and Sorensen just there is no consequence for Sorensen. I think the really weak ending here is Cataloger Prink basically sacrifices himself and Elgin walks. It seemed like I would have just gotten rid of the character cataloger Prink completely and had that and had that be Elgin's uh, uh, epitaph or his final thing of saving the Doctor and Ace from uh, Replicant Ace.
0: Yeah, it's almost as if they were thinking like Elgin should come back or something, so they had to keep him alive. Hmm. But he doesn't, as far as I'm aware.
1: Well, it so. is a you know, it is a good tie-in, I guess, with a library with a uh, love and war because we did have the library in that, and right. uh, you know, maybe I don't know. I don't have much more to say other than this was just oh. really a, a disappointing, uh, was disappointing return return for for the Daleks.
0: And again, is is you know this is we're no we're in no way we're casting aspersions on Mike Mike Tucker though we are slightly. Um, it's interesting, you know. Obviously, Mike Tucker is you know is a stalwart of Doctor Who novels, and he's written you know a bunch more stuff for Big Finish. Not a lot that I've actually listened or read, unfortunately. Um, and I think it's instructive that Jonathan Bloom hasn't. So I don't know. If we're comparing the two. Um, I mean, maybe the. You know, I mean, there is... I'm trying to think of a way to say this isn't kind of insulting to people, but, you know, there is a... Maybe, I mean, I think perhaps at this point in kind of Big Finish's history, the interest was in all the... The idea of what should be made is things that would really appeal to the fan who likes... Oh, there's some car Rats in the background, splashing around. Um, (laughs) There's... This, the 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 appeal to the kind of fan who likes you know likes continuity references you know who likes it's a special weapon, star like even though we can't see it, it doesn't really and it doesn't really say anything, um and you know that 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 kind of detail continuity aspect was what they should be highlighting rather than the continuity of character which may be um, the Fearmonger exemplify so it's the characters continue to be awesome but there's not a lot of reference to things that have happened in the tv show the characters are really not that interesting or awesome but it's just chock full of dalek replicants and special weapons daleks and you know jungles and things yeah you know so yeah uh, yeah. that's where we are with this one um Uh, I mean, Mike Tucker's written some great stuff for Big Finish. Um, I've just randomly opened a page here, and he wrote Dust Breeding, which was The Return of the Master, which I remember being absolutely amazing, though I haven't listened to it for ages. Um, I think you know, may, I, maybe we could fault the you know production team here. You know, wanting to have this as beginning one of a trilogy and also leading into a major mini series. The pressure of having to bring back, you know, and let's 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 face it, the Daleks. You know, the, the Daleks are a big deal. Right. Um, they right. hadn't been in the Virgin New Adventures because Richard Branson hadn't been able to, well, whoever hadn't been able to get the the uh, you know the estate. To license them to the Virgin New Adventures, so we really hadn't had Daleks for a long time, and this is so this the pressure's on here to like make this awesome, and maybe the pressure's just too much, really. It kind of breaks down under the the demands of having to make this just the greatest thing ever. Hmm. And something smaller and more, you know, more of a kind of a chamber piece, like um, you know, despite the kind of rioting Londoners and stuff, you know, like Fearmonger is. Maybe something uh, more, uh, you know, easy, easier to do or something. I don't know.
1: Well, I think this could have worked. I think you could have done it better with dialing back Elgin, Prink, and Robot Ace, maybe establishing Tarrant, Repel, and the uh, Tika, and T-14 a little bit earlier, have them go a little bit longer, have the separate have these separate storylines kind of weave together and then uh spring us with the karshret phantoms and the daleks a little bit later in the story set it up thinking that this is between tarrant and her team trying right. to trying to uh, do something steal the cigarette that triggers the daleks they're trying to big this up. They have the Time Lords in there doing security. The Time Lords should have been aware that they're committing genocide here. I mean, this is a knock against Time Lord Gallifreyan society.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: Or you make the library not so important. You don't have the Time Lords involved. Uh, they're just going there through obscurity, or they've developed the temporal shift or something like that. I think you can take these ideas and try to uh, reduce their epicness and make it more like uh, on the level of the power of the daleks where it is just a few daleks and if you or a smaller smaller scale type story
0: yeah no i agree i mean i think i think that's that's what i was trying to say you know it should it should have been a smaller story and i think the desire to make it epic is difficult and, and doesn't really work. Um just one thing popped in mind. I did like the uh the, the Dalek that gets all, you know I like the Dalek that gets all the information dumped into it and goes mad. I thought that went well. hmm Um and I also like the idea that the Dalek that, that that does get all the information and doesn't go mad became a kind of a good Dalek a little bit. Right. I thought that worked nicely. Um
1: they set up this Dalek as it could have changed Dalek society because it was saying they the carcerotans didn't need to be k- killed and anything like that and right. then, so that they but that that's kind of lost in in the in the muddle the puddle the muddle at the end it just it you you only needed the Ace replica as I said earlier to uh, remove the time barriers
0: yeah no I'm with you I'm with you it's not it's not very satisfying um you know it's um yeah.
1: So let's uh let's wrap it up then I guess. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I
0: mean I mean do download it and listen to it everybody. It's only 2.99 from Big Finish. It is the beginning of a three-part story involving, you know, all of the three doctors they had at that particular time at Big Finish. Um and it is the beginning of um you know the Dalek Empire sequence which has good actors in it and stuff. Um but yeah, I oh, this one is probably worth about 2.99. <laughs>
1: It hasn't improved with age,
0: I guess. It has not improved with age. Unlike Fear which has become immeasurably more... Well, it was good to start with, and it's become immeasurably better as time has moved forward, as it always does. Indeed. Well, so we're going to trail what we're up to next.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to celebrate John Pertwee's centenary.
0: Hooray! Round of applause for John Pertwee. the great man himself. The great man. He's the governor, yes.
1: So, and then we are going to, I think, just do a uh, free-form discussion on maybe his uh, five five years as uh, the Doctor.
0: We'll talk about John Pertwee in general. Yes, yeah. I, think that's a, I think that's an excellent idea. And see where that takes us. There's been lots of John Pertwee stuff around on social media, which has been useful to refresh our memories about how great he was.
1: Have you listened to the uh, Radio 4... I've not, not yet listened great. to that.
0: That's on my list to listen to this week. So um, that is definitely one of my plans. Yes. yes. Have, you, have, have, have you? Yeah, have it's you very, it? very
1: good. We can we can Excellent. go into it next it.
0: time. Good. We certainly will. Right. Well, there you go then. Yep.
1: Thank you for listening to episode 121 of the Metabulous 2 podcast. I have been talking with
0: Ben. And I have been talking with David.
1: And until next time.
0: Farewell. Stay dry. Stay dry. <laughs> Don't let those <laughs> car your rats. Invade your orifices. You know
1: that with the Dalek coming out of the Thames in Dalek Invasion of Earth, how uh, there must have been something else going on with the carshrats going in, yeah, drowning the, Dalek drowning somehow. the Daleks somehow. I don't know. You would think that squids know. would have a little uh, better uh. time breathing water, but
0: yeah, ah, uh, yeah, the whole yeah. Anyway, yeah, we didn't like <laughs> this one very much. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.
1: <laughs> Jeez.
0: Uh, all right.